This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist with Baptism, Rite 2, for February 19th, 2023.
Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is such a joy and a privilege to have the opportunity to worship with you today. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time. We made you sit up front. Um, and those of you who are joining us for the first time in a long time, it is an absolute joy to be with you today. And I want to say a special welcome to those who are joining us online as well. You're able to stay with us through the live stream. We're grateful for you that you get to be here with us. So good morning and welcome. If you'd like to know more about our church, you can go to our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. You can click on the About tab and learn more about us and then contact us so we can learn more, learn more about you and get you connected to this wonderful, beloved community. I have a few announcements that I'd like to make this morning before we begin our worship. Uh, this begins a very eventful week in the life of Church of the Redeemer. Today we have our annual meeting immediately after this service, right over in the Great Hall. I, I hope very much that you will join us for that. Um, <clears throat> that's again right after this service in between the, the this service and the banquet we will have our annual meeting so please uh, after this service head right on over don't worry there's coffee over there so you'll be okay and uh, join us for the annual meeting um, I also want to remind you that this uh, week we have two major events uh, on Tuesday is Shrove Tuesday which makes Wednesday Ash Wednesday and uh, so we begin so get ready to start feeling bad every day uh, for Lent um, on Shrove Tuesday, I'm very excited. Uh, we're going to have our party Mardi Gras style with authentic New Orleans food and even a float sidewalk parade. You can register for, to participate in that on our website under the events tab or on our app, which I'm using to read the announcements right now. Um, but please join us for our Shrove Tuesday Mardi Gras dinner. We would love to have you at that. And then uh, Wednesday, we have three services for Ash Wednesday, 7 a.m., noon, and 7 p.m. And the 7 p.m. will be hybrid, so you can also catch that on one of our on our online worship page on the website. The, I want to remind you also that downtown Bible study is back in action. It is meeting downtown every Wednesday at noon. You can join us at the diocesan office in person. If you would like to be part of a noonday Bible study, but you can't get downtown or get away from your office or wherever you are, you are more than welcome to join us online. It is hybrid, so you can find the information for that. Um, you can go to the Learn tab on our website, and you'll see the Downtown Bible Study app. We would love to have you join us for that. That, that Bible study looks specifically at the readings for the coming Sunday and whatever's going to be preached on. So if you particularly don't like a sermon, you can blame that group. Um, if you do like a sermon, it's the preacher got it right. Those, that's how we do that. Um, just almost kidding. And one last announcement. I am so excited this morning, and I ask you to join me today in welcoming our newest member to this church, Antonio Robert Tedesco. He's son of Abby and Margot. He will join us through the sacrament of holy baptism. Uh, if you are interested, if you're a child and you want to go to Children's Liturgy, uh, Kids Chapel, we've got Miss Hannah there in the back waving. Join her right now and uh, go ahead and join her now and then uh, she will bring everybody back in time to be a part of the baptism and we'll all get to take communion together. These are all the announcements. Uh, I invite you please to stand as you are able and we will begin our worship together.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. There is one body and one spirit. There is one hope in God's call to us. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the, glory of, the, of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The word of the Lord. A reading from Peter's second letter to the churches in Asia Minor. We did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty. 
for he received honor and glory from God the Father when that voice was conveyed to him by the majestic glory saying, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves have heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. So we have the prophet's message more fully confirmed. You will do well to be attentive to this as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. First of all, you must understand this, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came by human will, but men and women moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God, the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Six days after Peter said that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. 
While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. God, grant us serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. If you're joining us today for the first time and your child is making noise, please know that we don't care. And it's totally okay, and we'll be fine, and we even get distracted sometimes, and most of the people will forget everything I say anyway, Regardless, so don't worry, please. We have a very serious thing to talk about, though, today. We need to talk about superheroes. Um, and, and in particular, we need to talk about the, the first superhero we all remember, which, of course, is Superman. Superman, who changed our understanding, sort of brought us into the world of superheroes. And I know we're all sort of inundated and overwhelmed by superhero movies and shows and books and everything. And you're like, not at church too. Please, Phil, not at church too. But we do need to talk about this today. And particularly, I want to think a little bit about Superman and what we all know about him. Because here's the thing is, even if you're not into the comic books, you totally know Superman. We all, that's just part of our upbringing and part of our culture, right? One cultural commentator pointed out that Superman is unlike every other superhero you can think of. We think about people like Iron Man these days, or Spider-Man, or Batman, and these are people named Peter Parker, or Tony Stark, or Bruce Wayne, who then put on costumes that they designed, and dress up, and had to come up with a name, like, they'll call me, uh, I don't know, Spider-Man, that's cool, let's call me that, right? Or Batman, I've got this great idea. And they come up with this name, and that's who they become. They dress up, and sure, some of them have powers. I think Batman's power is being a billionaire, but everybody else seems to have actual powers, right? But they get dressed up 
but their actual identity is their name that they were given at their birth, and they go through their life as Tony Stark or Peter Parker or whoever else, and then they, they dress up like this hero and become this thing. Superman is unlike every other superhero because Superman, when he's wearing that outfit that we're all used to, that's actually the outfit that his parents gave him. And when he is living out his life doing heroic acts and showing his great power, that's actually who he is. The story of Superman is that he was born on another planet and sent here. He's not like us. He's an alien. So when Superman is walking around as Clark Kent, wearing glasses and bumbling and acting kind of goofy, that's his disguise. His disguise is he's acting like one of us silly humans. And this commentator pointed out that in some ways Clark Kent is Superman's commentary on humanity. When he wants to look like one of us, he dumbs it down a little bit. He acts a little weak and frail and fumbles and bumbles, and we don't suspect a thing. I've thought about this when, since I first heard about this idea of Superman's true identity being Superman and Clark Kent being the disguise. I've thought about this, because I'm a church nerd, of course, I've thought about this transfiguration text a lot. Because Jesus, who walks among us and seems, I mean, he's doing these miraculous things, but if you just saw him walking along, he would just look like a normal person. That's sort of the, the thing about him, is he just looks probably relatively normal and maybe even unimpressive. But on the transfiguration story that we have today, they go up this hill, and all of a sudden, he's in dazzling white, and his face is shining, and God is speaking down from the clouds, and there is Moses, and there is Elijah. They represent the law and the prophets, the Torah, the way of Jesus, and Jesus is in conversation with Moses and Elijah as he shines bright, and the clouds are breaking open, and there you see the true identity of Jesus. It's like he's been walking along disguised as a normal person. But in reality, today, Peter and James and John see his real identity. Son of God. Glorified. Beautiful. Powerful. They recognize that he's not just a, a healer, a miracle worker, or just a very good teacher. He is, in fact, as Peter had suspected, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. And they see it now. They see it. They see the glory of God present fully and totally in Jesus. They see him for who he really is in that moment. Have you ever felt like someone saw you for who you really were? How beautiful that is to feel that when someone really knows you and sees your glory. It's overwhelming and beautiful, isn't it? But there's a difference, of course, between Superman and Jesus. And it's not just that Jesus isn't a superhero. He's, you know, our Lord and Savior. It's not just that. The reality is that Superman will never be one of us. No matter how much he disguises himself, his true identity is other than us. And so all we can really do is stand back in awe of this superhero and say, wow, look at those things that he can do. I could never lift a car above my head. I'm not bulletproof. Isn't that amazing? But Jesus, 
is not disguising himself as human. Jesus is human. Jesus is one of us. The powerful thing about Jesus is that he's not God disguised as a human to sort of just make it palatable for us to look at him. Jesus is God completely and totally connected to humanity, married to us forever, such that when we see Jesus, we do see the glory of God. But we also see the glory of our own humanity, fully present in that space. With Superman, you marvel and you awe and you go, wow, look at that. We're not actually meant simply to marvel at Jesus, to stand in awe of Jesus. We are meant to participate with Jesus in the work of loving this world, of transforming this world for good, healing this world and reconciling this world. This transfiguration story is not just about how Jesus is transformed, transfigured, how we see him for who he really is. This transfiguration story is also about our transfiguration, how we are able to be seen for who we really are, and that we too can contain the glory of God. No matter what Superman does, he won't be one of us, but no matter what Jesus does, he will always be one of us, which means God is always one with us completely. I used to think that the disciples fell over, you know, in fear and marvel at that. They're, they fall over because the voice of God is coming from the clouds and this whole thing is really overwhelming. And they fall over with fear probably because they're like, this is all too much. But right now I think maybe the disciples are overwhelmed because they realize not just that the glory of God can be present in Jesus but that if the glory of God is present in Jesus, then it can be present in them as well. That in that moment, they realize not only Jesus' true identity, but their own. And that can be overwhelming. And if you're not sure what I mean, what if I were to tell you, each of you individually, you have the capacity to reveal the power and the presence of God in this world with the way you live in this world. You'd go, that sounds like a lot of pressure, Phil except that it's completely and utterly true. You carry the beauty and the glory of God within you. You are not just someone observing God from afar. You are someone in whom the God of love dwells, and God is pleased to dwell within you. You belong totally and utterly and completely to God, and also you are invited to do God's work in this world. And so this event today, you don't just witness the transfiguration of Jesus, you pray for your own transfiguration, which is to say, you pray for the moments when God is seen visible in all God's glory within you. And you say, I'm not even sure what that looks like, but you do, you do, oh my goodness, you do. Yesterday there were a group of you that woke up early and went to someone's house and built a ramp so they could get into their home so they wouldn't have to move even though they become disabled. Do you understand that in that moment you were transfigured? That the glory of God was present within you? 
Did you know some of you woke up before the crack of dawn to get here by 8 a.m. so that you could belt out these beautiful songs for these people? You're transfigured in that moment. And I don't mean right now. I mean when you wake up and your breath is stinky and you're like, why me? Why? In that moment when you keep moving, you are transformed. You are transfigured. The glory of God is present and visible in you. And today we have our annual meeting, and it seems sort of like official and all these things, but we think about this church, which is a community in which we help people see how God is living and present within them. Our friend Rob Krantz has, is speaking today. He has been treasurer at this church for 25 years. That's ridiculous. <laughs> for 25 years, you have been transfigured. When you balance a budget, and I'm not kidding, God is glorified. <laughs> yeah, why not? He makes it possible for us to do beautiful things. God is glorified. When you stand at the entrance of this place, just to make sure that when someone comes in, they're a little less nervous, a little less apprehensive, God is glorified. God is visible and present, and you are transfigured. When you forgive someone, oh, when you mean it, I forgive you, and then you try to act like it's true, God's glory is visible in you. When you have the chance to say the snarky, mean thing because it's funny, and you choose to say the kind thing, or maybe even shut up altogether, God's beauty, God's glory is visible in you. And you're overwhelmed and think, you can't Behold, you couldn't possibly carry the glory of God, and you're overwhelmed by this idea, and in this moment, Jesus here says, get up and do not be afraid. It says he touches the disciples and lifts them up and says, get up, do not be afraid, which is to say, you have it too. This glory of God is for you to reveal. In a few moments, I'm going to finally be quiet, and we're going to see this beautiful child transfigured before us. A beautiful child that represents to us new life and love and joy. And also in that moment, he will be transfigured and we will see God's glory as he screams and is annoyed that we're dumping water on him. Do not let your, do not be overwhelmed and do not be afraid. You are made to bear witness to the glory of God in your own life and to show it forth in the action of love, in the participation with God in this world. This is the work that we have to do. As a church, as individuals, as people, we seek not only to recognize God's presence in Jesus, but to be God's presence in Jesus in this world. And we do it together, and we do it in Jesus' name. Amen.
If there are any children in the congregation who'd like to come closer to see the baptism, you can come right on up front, right here in front of the font. Guys, come on up. Come on up, guys. Morgan, Rob. Come right here. I'll stand with you. Hugh, Hugo, come here. Good job. There we go. Guys, ready? Guys, ready? The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? I will, with God's help. Will you, by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? I will, with God's help. Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world, which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? I renounce them. Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? I renounce them. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? I do. Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? Will all of you who witness these vows do all in your power to support Tony in his life in Christ? We will. Then let us join with him who is committing himself to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the first day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of the bread, and in the prayers? I will, with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, 
loving your neighbor as yourself. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I Then let us pray for Antonio Robert, who is to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver him, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and the communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach him to love others in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world in witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring him to the fulfillment of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and grace. We thank you, God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Antonio Robert, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Antonio Robert, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in holy baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit, you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin 
and has raised him to the new life of grace. Sustain him, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give him an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God. Confess the faith of Christ crucified. Proclaim his resurrection and share with us in his eternal priesthood. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
All things come of thee, O Lord. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because in Jesus Christ our Lord, you have received us as your sons and daughters and made us citizens of your kingdom and given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await Christ's coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. 
Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. My friends, life is short and we have little time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So be swift to love, make haste to be kind, and may the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit be among you now and remain with you unto the ages of ages. Amen. Amen.
Thanks be to God.